you for downloading the Aging Matters podcast. To find out more about how Transitions Life Care is providing care and comfort for life's changing needs, visit transitionslifecare.org. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one. With Nicole Claggett, here's the host of Aging Matters, Jason Kong. Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday evening to you. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett of Transitions Life Care and Transitions Guiding Lights. Nicole, how are you doing this evening? You know, I, I'm I'm doing well. It's been quite a week. We fly to D.C. and back and all kinds of fun stuff. You know, we just send you everywhere. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the goal here. We just try and rack up as many frequent flyer miles as we can with you. Well, I, start, I got a map that kind of pinpoints at all the locations I've been traveling to and I still have quite a place quite a few places to go well as long as you find yourself back here every Saturday evening at <laughs> seven o'clock I'm I'm okay with it Nicole. I don't miss many <laughs> <laughs> well Nicole we you know we always talk about caregiving and sometimes when we're dealing with a long-term care or caregiving crisis you know that can affect you emotionally and your head is just not in the right place you're dealing with uh so many decisions at rapid fire, it's very difficult to do. And the scary thing is, is that folks can make some serious financial mistakes if they're not paying attention or if they, they don't have the experience. It's hard to wrap your head around so many things at once. And we've brought in someone to help us uh, sort of go over what some of these mistakes might be and how you can help protect yourself against making these sort of major financial mistakes if you're dealing with a healthcare crisis. And we've brought in Terry Rogowski. She is a certified financial planner with day-to-day personal financial. Terry, thank you so much for coming in this evening. Thank you for having me. We're super excited to have you. And you know, um, the way we do the show is, you know, we, tr- we try to cover a lot of sort of the nuts and bolts of the different aspects of long-term care and the things that people encounter. And this part of the business I like to call is really the business of caregiving. And it's super important. A lot of families have a lot of questions about how to plan for the future financially for a loved one, about Medicaid, about Medicare, about, you know, really how to manage those personal finances. And one of the big challenges I think people have is sort of that role reversal piece where suddenly you have an adult child who has never very been very intimately involved in their loved one's finances that suddenly are finding themselves because perhaps of a chronic condition like Alzheimer's or dementia or a sudden decline suddenly in mom and dad's checkbook and trying to make heads or tails of it. So I'm super excited about talking to you about the things that you have found over the years that are typical pitfalls for older adults and for their caregivers when engaging in this part of the process. Thank you. Well, as we all know, as we age, um, many of us start to experience um, issues and not being able to hear as well as we used to or see as well or understand what's being told to us. Um, And then it also takes us, it seems like it takes us longer to process information and become logical and rational in our decision making. Uh, So that's some of the issues that I've seen. and that can lead into, of course, scams, but also just the vulnerability. Um, and I, I vault, financial vulnerability means it, kind of the cap, 
capable of being physically or emotionally wounded. And that really strikes me. Well, it really does. And I think one of the big challenges that older adults have is because of perhaps change in cognition or really even just the change of technology. Let's just think about it. I mean, a lot of banks barely have bank tellers anymore and you have to work at these digital ATM machines or everything is online and they'd prefer you deposit a check using your mobile phone. And so there's a lot of things that are moving fast for older adults. I know sometimes I'm even overwhelmed by all the different changes and, you know, emails that I get telling me, you know, was this a fraudulent charge on your check card and and things of that nature. So um, I can only imagine what it's like to be older when it does take a little bit more time if you're not in touch with even just technology. Right, right, exactly. Um, I also see sometimes that, uh, you know, I would encourage people to make sure that the person that they have um, designated to be their financial caretaker or financial power of attorney um, just review that every once in a while and make sure that that person is still capable and available to do that because that was an additional issue I ran into was sometimes the the spouse is that's designated is is really not capable of of handling these. And that's a good point because we often bring up um, when we're talking to estate planning attorneys and elder care attorneys, um, the importance of who you choose. And as we're approaching Healthcare Decisions Day with often the big push out there is trying to get people to name a healthcare power of attorney and financial power of attorney. Oftentimes people feel like they have to choose the person that just would be likely the person that makes most sense, the Mm -hmm. spouse or a certain child because it's the firstborn. But the reality of it is you need to look at really who's on your team and who is the most capable of doing those responsibilities and those roles. So in the financial aspect, you know, if, if, you know, you your eldest daughter is, you know, going bankrupt every five minutes and you can't balance her own checkbook, even though she's the eldest daughter and you're worried about hurting her feelings, she may not be the one that you want to have controlling your financial resources. And similarly, you know, you may want to choose, you know, your spouse to be your health care power of attorney, but they may have very different views about how they want their end of life to look compared to yours, or they may not be strong enough to follow through on what your wishes are. So really making a, a choice about who is the best person to do those things for you is, is super important and worry less about hurting people. Feelings. Uh, that is so, so very important. And I've seen those mistakes made over time. Um, you're right in a family trying not to hurt people's feelings. Um, there's also sometimes I believe that parents don't often tell people that they're starting to need help, their families, because they don't want to burden them with mm-hmm. issues. Um, maybe that they just really don't want to face their own uh, mortality. Um, they don't want to give up the control. You know, that's really difficult for someone to feel like they're, they're giving up so many things um, later in life and just giving up that checkbook is one more one more thing. L- losing control is huge. I mean, right. even in my own personal family, every once in a while, you know, here I can talk on air about how to do this. But in my own personal family, when you're dealing with loved ones and the emotions and the baggage that are related to it, when you're trying to broach the topics of, you know, finances, it it can be really tricky. It's a true sort of role reversal trying to get involved in that really intimate space with a loved one. Um, And and sometimes families are reluctant to speak about that, like I said, because, you know, different issues. Um, Sometimes, too, what I've seen is that the 
they're in denial. And so the spouse that is maybe having some of the cognitive issues, um, their other spouse is covering up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that can be problematic, especially if the children live far away. And we're only seeing them maybe on holidays and birthdays. And so it's easy to um, just show up and be social and not talk about the underlying issues or sad things that may be happening. So one of the things, too, that I think often comes up when we're, we're talking about older adults and, and sort of really that control piece is, you know, people who are in their 80s and plus are remembering a time when long-term care was a very a dismal picture of, you know, a nursing home with cinder block walls and everything was white and sterile. And perhaps what they're remembering is what their own parents went through. But the reality is, is that things have really changed. So letting a loved one know that I'm really struggling with this, or I'm starting to fall at home, or I'm needing help with meal preparation. A lot of times they're scared to death that that's going to lead to this picture they have in mind of what long-term care looks like. But if we can get past that and have some of those difficult conversations, simply just putting in a little in-home care or uh, even, you know, an assisted living community or something of that nature can really help that person remain independent longer versus letting that big fall happen and that broken hip happen and then really starting that cycle of, of great decline. You're absolutely right. One of the su- suggestions, too, that I have that make people not feel like they're not as much as losing control is maybe talk about your own estate planning to your parents and Mm -hmm. say, you know, an example is, um, you know, we, my wife and I are talking about, you know, our own will and who we would name as guardians. Do you have any suggestions for us? You know, what have you done? Um, And maybe that will start the conversation. Mm-hmm. Another great conversation opener is often when a um, when somebody else has passed away, or you know something has happened in the church family, and you just kind of use that. Wow, you know, did you see what happened to Susie? Um, you know, if if this was you, is that how you would want your, your your future to look, or would you want it to look different? And if so, how so? Right. And then sometimes just using someone else as an example exactly. kind of opens that door yeah. for sure. Yep. Being able to sort of weave that conversation in goes a lot further than maybe just abruptly sort of broaching that subject. Over Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. Always the best time. Hey, can you pass the cranberries, by the way? <laughs> How's that will look? Yeah. <laughs> We've got Terry Rogowski here in the studio. She is a certified financial planner with day-to-day personal financial, and we're going to continue our conversation with her right after this. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680. WPTF. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. Joined by Nicole Cleggett from Transitions Guiding Lights, here's your host, Jason Kong. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care here on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can find more about Transitions Life Care, who's celebrating their 40th anniversary, online at transitionslifecare.com. 
www.thecoalcenter.org. And Nicole, before we get back to our interview here, I've got a very important note from you about the Caregiver Summits. It's that time. You know, I I, I have to look into April. <laughs> we, we are we, And this is no joke. It's not an April Fool's joke. But April 1st, the registration officially opens for all four Caregiver Summits. So we're super excited about that. But the very first one up is the one on June 6th at the Sheraton Imperial and RTP. And we are super excited. We have room to grow there. Um, really looking forward to a full day of respite resolution and resources for family caregivers. And if you haven't heard about us talking about the Caregiver Summits, don't worry, you will. Yeah, just stick around for a <laughs> just, little while longer. You'll, just just, you'll hear just about for it. a moment. <laughs> <laughs> but they are a great, a great resource for our community. We put them on um, between all four summits. We have about 1,500 attendees and so many different resources that are available and so many different lines of education to include topics such as uh, financial planning, estate planning, Medicare, Medicaid, that sort of thing. So if you are in the throes of family caregiving or you know somebody who is or you think you might be soon, chances are you're one of the above, um, definitely want to get out there and come on out to those summits. And the website is at caregiverssummit.org. Yes, these are invaluable resources. We always get a lot of praise. And Nicole, you get so many accolades about these events. And uh, we can't encourage people enough to attend. Again, caregiverssummit.org to find more information there. We've got Terry Rogowski here in the studio. She is a certified financial planner with day-to-day personal financial. And before the break, we were having a conversation about mistakes and things that people need to be aware of financially when they're dealing with long-term care or a caregiving crisis. And Nicole, you know, it's uh, it's something that we all need to be aware of because just emotionally and mentally, you're you're not thinking right usually when you're in this situation. You know, you're not. And, you know, suddenly it's, it's I like the, the term after the shock, right? So there's the shock of whatever it is, the event that occurs that precipitates a sudden change. And suddenly you're thrown into having to care for a loved one physically, mo- emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and then sometimes, frankly, financially. And so it, there, there's just a lot to take in as an individual. And it really sounds like, Terry, that you kind of had an experience in your life that threw you into this that may have um, really been quite a shocking time and, and, and put you into a different role. Thank you, Nicole. Yes, when I was knew nothing about money, I was 33 years old mother of four children, and my husband was suddenly killed in an accident. Um, I was so paralyzed by fear that I did not know what to do with the insurance check. Uh, Later in life, through a series of coincidences, I ended up working in the financial field, and I realized that there was a way that I could help people, and having been through similar experiences, I really, really wanted to use that um, experience to help others. So what would you say um, the most important thing for people to look out for from a financial perspective when they are put suddenly in control of a loved one's finances? Um, I would make sure that you are looking over there that you have access to their bank accounts, their credit card accounts, and that you're monitoring those for anything out of the ordinary. Um, and that's what I do for clients is, you know, I, I happened to see a couple of weeks ago, two of my clients got letters from Social Security saying, thank you for setting up your online account. And then later, a few days later, they got a letter from Social Security saying, uh, verifying the address change. Um, both of those took extremely, I called Social Security on behalf of those clients with them in the room. 
And it was extremely difficult um, to get through and time consuming, but I'm so glad that I did and I was able to get their accounts blocked and nobody was able to change the address um, for the direct deposits. But if this is happening you know, to just two of, of clients that I work with, I'm sure there are more out there. Um, make sure you're opening the, and reviewing the mail. I think that is so important. It's easy for mail to stack up and, and believe that it might be junk. For sure. So let's talk about some of the other things that you do with your organization. Um, so I, with with the permission of the family and the uh, individual, I monitor accounts. They're all of their financial accounts. I make sure that their um, bills are paid, that or that their paperwork is organized for tax reporting. I fill out. I don't file the taxes, but I do fill them out and prepare them to get ready for the CPA. Um, you know, I feel like I ease the burden on the family members so that when there's a, a family dinner or those holidays, they can spend time and enjoy each other and not have to go through the mail and pay the bills. Um, I've also negotiate with medical and insurance and debt collectors on behalf of the clients. Um, and I collaborate with the family members and other financial professionals that they work with. You know, some of the things that I think uh, are, are extremely important for families to think about, especially, you know, everybody's family dynamic is so completely different. And so, you know, if you're in a family situation where you just feel like it's always going to be sort of a point of contention between you and a parent to be involved in, in physically hands-on involved in the finances, I think it's always nice to get somebody from the outside in to either broker the conversation or to actually potentially manage this. So that way that loved one feels like, you know, somebody besides the son or daughters and touching the money. And, you know, there's a little bit more accountability sometimes. And people just get really funny about their money. I mean, I remember when I was caregiving for my grandfather, my father was the financial power of attorney, and he was forever, and my father did nothing wrong, but he was forever suspicious of, you know, his accounts. And, you know, so then he'd have me, like, log online for him to show him and prove to him that, no, nothing has changed. And so I think just when people give up that control, they, they get nervous because it's their whole life savings. And then you have the flip side of the people that want to save every single penny to leave to their children and they don't even want to spend a penny on themselves. And that can be a tricky conversation as well. Yes, or supporting the adult children, like the, the first woman you mentioned, the mm -hmm. oldest daughter that's filed for bankruptcy. And, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, do have, you do unfortunately have those kids that just never grew up and never became financially independent, and they're waiting for that big payday. I mean, I like to believe that that's not the rule, that's the exception, but there are some cases out there where families really try to keep on milking that from the parents. And, and I believe as a third party that I do provide that peace of mind and that the family members all understand what I do and I keep in touch with everyone um, as the being respectful of the individual, of course. Um, you know, and I have clients that their adult children live out of state and so I'm able to keep in contact with them and and sometimes I notice things that their parents doing that they may not be aware of that they should be um, I've had people hire outside contractors and pay them up front 
that for work that really didn't need to be done. So those are also some things that it's very difficult for family members to have to be uh, responsible for all those aspects. Yeah, I'm sure you see the relief uh, on the faces of some of these family members when they're when they see, okay, well, you know, Terry's got this. You know, she's she's checking this, she's alert. You know, and okay, we can focus on the whole care side now and and really emotionally connect with our loved one. Absolutely, absolutely. I love what I do, and I get that feedback all the time. For sure. Well, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you if they're interested in a daily money manager? So I am, um, my phone number is 919-357-0178. My website is day, the number two day, personalfinancial.com. And if you just look up daily money managers, um, it's, this is something else really important. Make sure you do your homework before you hire anybody, including myself. Get references. Look at their backgrounds. Um, what organizations do they belong to? Ask to speak to some of their other clients. Um, I was fortunate in, in that I had 25 years of financial experience in the community, so I knew many of the professionals in the area um, that could provide referrals for me. But please, please do your homework. Don't let someone just manage your parents' finances unless you know who they are. That's wonderful advice. Again, Terry Rogowski, Certified Financial Planner and Daily Money Manager with Day-to-Day Personal Financial. That number again, 919-357-0178 or online at day-to-day. That's the number two, personalfinancial.com. Terry, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. A quick break and back and more with Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. Joined by Nicole Claggett from Transitions Guiding Lights, here's your host, Jason Kong. News Radio 680 WPTF, you're listening to Aging Matters care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. And you can find more about Transitions Life Care online at transitionslifecare.org, celebrating their 40th year here in the Triangle, a wonderful accomplishment. If you missed our uh, 40th anniversary episode for Transitions Life Care, that's available online at WPTF.com. Head over to the Aging Matters section. Uh, It's just a few weeks back that we did that one. It was a a wonderful episode, and I highly encourage anyone who's interested in the story of Transitions Life Care to please go check that out. Well, Nicole, we are continuing our tour of – uh, of uh, services and uh, options for people related to home care and staying in the home. And we've got another guest here with us, and that is Jenny Alwood. She is the president of Here to Home. And this is a, another interesting concept that we've got. Well, it's an interesting, but it's such an important topic. And, um, you know, the idea that there does come a point for many older adults when they do need to make a decision to transition from the home that they've been in for you know, 5, 10, 20, 40, 60 years to a new home, whether that's an independent living or an assisted living or a memory care community. And I know that that experience can be completely overwhelming for that family caregiver and for that older adult. And bringing in an outside organization such as Here to Home can really be a lifesaver. Welcome. 
Thank you. So talk to us a little bit about that. You know, um, I have seen this a few times in my own personal life. I have witnessed it many, many times for family caregivers. Um, And I just know that there's just so much emotion around a move for any of us. I mean, if I were to move tomorrow, it's making decisions about what to keep and what to toss. Do I want to keep that baby high chair that I know I'm never going to use again, save it maybe for grandkids? But then if I'm downsizing, where am I going to put it? I mean, simple little things like that to super really big decisions. And, you know, making a transition and knowing that you are needing a higher level of care already is a huge aspect of what these folks are going through. Well, we've been doing this 11 years and uh, we're trained by NASM, the National Association of Senior Move Managers. And we're pretty much trained to meet people where they are in the move. Um, I named my business Here to Home because we start right here wherever they are in the process. They may be moving next week next month they may be moving in a year but we start right here and we really generate a plan with them and envision what they want their new home to look like Um, i do a lot of floor planning with them and sort of visioning um, and i think that brings down the stress level a lot because once you can see it in a floor plan Mm -hmm. how your furniture will actually fit into your new apartment or your new cottage then it's sort of like oh it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. You right, know? right. Or, and it also, I think, helps as well, you know, when people want to bring too much stuff to see how yes. crowded and cluttered it yes. could be. Yes, and I do do that. I show them what will fit. And the other things that they were thinking of taking, I might put sort of on the side of the floor plan and say, yeah, these three things, you show me where they'll fit. And we'll be happy to put it in there, you know, but, you know, let's talk about what will fit and what won't. And maybe we swap things out because they really do want the four china hutches you know and (laughs) not the big screen tv you know (laughs) exactly exactly so talk to us about kind of how this process starts let's just pretend we're in a situation where somebody Mm -hmm. maybe is going to be making a move in a few months okay Okay. um kind of what's how's that initial call go and then kind of how you walk that family that individual who's going to be moving and that caregiving family Mm -hmm. together sure we um we start with a free one-hour consultation Um, I come to your home and really uh, it's great if I have the floor plan of where you're moving to and we just walk through the home and say this is something I'd like to take this is not something I need anymore Um, we talk a lot about taking the things that bring you joy Mm -hmm. um, panning for gold making sure you take the things that are really important to you and then after that one hour of really intensely listening to our clients because every we've done over We've done almost 500 moves. Wow. Everyone has been different. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not, there's set ways of doing it, but um, I really customize the moves to the people that we're we're working with. Um, So I think that after that hour, I have a good idea whether um, what they're thinking of taking will fit. And I have a good idea of being able to set out a schedule for them. Um, And uh, my background is in design. So I really think systematically, like we got to do step one first, mm-hmm. we got to plan, and then number two, we got to sort, you mm-hmm. know, and decide what's really going sort of down into the closets and into the drawers and into the cabinets. And then step three is like, we'll move, we'll pack and we'll move you. And then step four, we'll unpack, or we'll supervise the mover, and then we'll unpack you. And then the finishing touch is hanging the pictures. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have that structure um in the back of my mind as i speak to people and i find that people really appreciate that step by step let's do one thing at a time and 
and get to the new home that way. So let's talk about some of the emotion behind it for mm-hmm. people, because that can be just intensely difficult, especially let's just say there's a widowed spouse and they're mm-hmm. coming across some momentums of the husband and things of that nature, or things that maybe they were thinking about holding on to until they pass to pass on to people. Mm-hmm. How do we kind of get through that part? Oh, my goodness. We hold their hands and um, cry along with them when they see, you know, the things that they, maybe their daughter passed away and they've now rediscovered the photo albums and the, you know, the mementos of that daughter. Um, We mourn and we cry along with them. And then uh, uh, we love to hear the stories and share the stories of the emotions. And then it's sort of like the physics and the reality of it sits in is that I say, where will we put this in the new home? Mm-hmm. Because if this is something that's emotionally important to you and you're emotionally attached to it, then I want to make sure that it comes with you and we have room for it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I did right before I joined the senior youth manager industry is I was working at the Franklin Institute up in Philadelphia and directed an exhibit project about identity, your personal identity. And what I found is that people's identity is expressed in their homes. Mm-hmm. You know, you've um, spent your lifetime collecting these mementos, the photographs, the, the, the souvenirs, and we're kind of taught that we are writing epic poetry, you know, with the things that we accumulate in our lives. Well, now what I counsel my clients with is we're writing haiku <laughs> because we're moving from 4,000 square feet to maybe 1,200 square feet. Right. We've got a third of the things. So every choice, like in haiku, every choice is important. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm making sure that they bring those things that are truly important in their lives. It's the highlight reel. It's the highlight reel, exactly, Definitely. yes. Yeah. And I think that is so super important, you know, and in the work that I do at Transitions Guiding Lights, we have a program called Do You Know Who I Am? And oftentimes, um, you know, when people move on to an assisted living or nursing home, and and no offense to these types of organizations, it's just the way it's designed. The very first thing you think about with that person is the sum of their diseases. They're a diabetic hypothyroid person with Alzheimer's disease. You don't think about all of the things that comprise that person. You know, the fact that maybe they were a pastor and they were, they taught Sunday school and they were a mom of four and they also did scuba diving around the world and blah, 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 blah. We don't think about those things. We think about the sum of their diseases and what brought brought them here first. So I really applaud the fact that you try to bring have them bring their highlight reel because that will only help the staff there at mm-hmm. that long-term care community really connect and get to know that person and use who they were to really help achieve the goals of where they're headed in the future. There's a fabulous book called How to Say It to Seniors by David Solee. And in it, he really expresses two concepts that kind of guides my staff and I uh, through the process. Number one is that um, choice is being taken away. Mm-hmm. It's the people, as they get older, um, they're losing control of things. They're mm-hmm. losing control of their health. They're losing control of their money. They're losing control of a lot of th- where they can live. And so we try to give that control back to them in choosing what they plan to take with them. And then the second part is respect. We respect their choices. 
Yeah, and, that, and that's key. We've got Jenny Alwood here in the studio. She is the president of Here to Home, and we'll continue our conversation right after this. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. With your co-host, Nicole Claykitt, here's the host of Aging Matters, Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett, and our guest right now with us is Jenny Alwood. She's the Alwood, excuse me. She's the president of Here to Home, and we're talking all about aging in place. Nicole, that's been the theme of the show today, and uh, Jenny specializes in moves, and um, you know, it's there's a lot of. Uh, different things that we need to think about. And, you know, one of those things that we were talking about during the break is maybe some family dynamics and things that we may not have anticipated when we're dealing with a move. Yeah. So, you know, you're always going to be the kid no matter what of this older adult. And so if you're sitting there trying to tell mom or dad what's important stuff and what's not, chances are you're going to get yourself into a stressful situation on top of already trying to convince them that they need to move to a different level of care. So it's already a little bit of a stressful time for everybody involved and then add in trying to help them pick out what's good and what's not is is particularly difficult. So I'm really curious to hear, uh, Jenny, about how you deal with that topic. Well, sure. Um, through our training mm-hmm. at the National Association of Senior Move Managers, one of the primary points is that the senior who is moving is our client. Mm-hmm. And we are an advocate for them to have the home that they want. Now, um, I'm all for team and having... <laughs> adult children come in and be a part of the team that helps downsize or takes care of mom and dad while the move is going on. But um, when I see the dynamic that they're trying to kind of boss their parents around or make choices on, um, you know, on their behalf, um, I kind of step back and say, you know, let's look at this is that, you know, this is their home and it's their stuff. And let's see how we can empower them to make good choices about their home rather than make the choices on their behalf. Speaking of stuff, I know a lot of times people think their stuff is worth a lot more than it is. So I'm sure you must have to deal with how do we get rid of the stuff that they decide, well, that family doesn't want, Yes. and then the actual individual doesn't want, but they still think you can sell it for a million dollars. Yes, I run into this every (laughs) day, I think. Um, One of the things I do to help people get their mind around the value of their stuff is I say, okay, say you bought this dining room table in 1965 and you bought it for $500. Now you've had Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinners, birthday dinners all around this this dining room table. Do you think you've gotten your $500 worth out of it? And most people say, yeah, they have. And then I say, well, well, what we're doing here is we're kind of depreciating this like an accountant would. Yep. You know, you've had 50 the capital years. capital expense. <laughs> exactly. You've yep. had 50 years of experience with this dining room table. And so if you depreciate it, it's really worth about the $40 you're going to get from a consignment store. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's super tricky. Yeah. What about uh, long distance moves? Because especially in this area, I can well imagine you have you know a son or daughter that lives here and they're trying to move mom from another yeah. state or vice versa. How does yes. that work? Because I can imagine that could be logistically very difficult. It's It can be. Um, what I find really helpful is that NASM um, has a whole list of the senior move managers in the United States. There are about a thousand of us. 
and you can actually go to the website type in a zip code where they're moving from or moving to and you can find the senior move manager in that area and nasm stands for nasm stands for the national association of senior move managers um, nasm.org is the website the um so what i do is i do the research for my clients and find someone on the other end who's either going to receive or originate the move okay and then um i think one of the things that really distinguishes our service is that we're very technologically minded here so we use dropbox and google docs and we share information with that senior move manager on the other end so they have the floor plan they have the list of what's coming we are sharing a schedule um, and they can see what's coming. I, I take digital photos of everything in the house so that when we unpack, we know exactly where things are going. So now on the long distance move, the senior move manager on the other end has those same photographs and can therefore really create home and, and leave the guesswork, guesswork out of how to unpack a box and put it away. And one of the things that I've always been particularly impressed by members of your organization has been the, the, the level of detail, including exactly how everything was on the dresser oh, yeah. at home. That is so important, especially oh, yeah. for disorientation reasons. And yes. I mean, just to know that I can reach here and that is where my hairbrush mm -hmm. is and I can reach here and I know that's where I keep my mm -hmm. serving spoon. I mean... That's we, huge. We had a client and her husband moved to California, and we were fortunate that they we could arrange their bedroom in California exactly like their bedroom here. And the husband had, you know, was the cognitive um, decline, and the client wrote me a few months later, and she said, even though the rest of the house was disorienting, disorienting to him, him he. Um, he could go into that bedroom and it felt like home mm -hmm. because the pictures were in the same place, the dresser was arranged the same way, um, and it was uh, it just made his transition way less stressful. So let's talk a little bit about resistance because I'm sure you encounter some of that as well, kind of like pulling somebody along when they don't really want to come. Right. Resistance is futile. Yes, it is. <laughs> we had to say it. We had to say it. And in the almost 500 moves I've had, I've only had one person not open the door and let me move them. Mm. And that was because their son was pushing so hard and she did not want to move. And she just said, I'm not letting you in. And we're not moving today. And so I said, okay. Because I cannot force no. <laughs> someone from their home. No. Um, but I do think that when someone's moving um, and there's resistance to moving, that it's really a conversation about what they want. It's about loss. And it's about, lo it is about loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're losing their identity. They're mm -hmm. losing part of their identity. Mm -hmm. And so they're afraid of being institutionalized. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we talk so much about taking the things you love, the things that are an expression of yourself to the new home. And I think that kind of, it, that erodes away some of that resistance because they can see that they're moving intact, mm -hmm. their identities intact. And then it's really just about details after that. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Uh, Jenny, how do folks get a hold of you if they're interested in using your service? Oh, we have a website and you can contact us through the website. And that is here, the number two home. So H-E-R-E -E, number two home dot com. Or you can call me at my office which is 919-627-1442. Excellent. Again, that number, 919-627-1442. And the website here, the number two, 
Home.com. She is Jenny Alwood. Alwood. Jenny, I'm having trouble with your name here. I want to put that extra L in there. Welcome to the world. (laughs) I'm sure you deal with this all the time. (laughs) Jenny Alwood, thank you so much for coming in. President of Here to Home, we really appreciate you coming in this evening. Thank you. And Nicole, we've got a couple minutes here before we wrap up, and I know we wanted to Talk a, a few minutes about some things going on with Transitions Guiding Lights. Yeah, so, you know, things are hopping along with us over at Transitions Guiding Lights, and we are starting to gear up, dare I say, planning our 2019 Caregivers Summits. Wow. And so, I know, I'm saying the Already word. Already here. It's the word. It's like Monty Python, say the word, and I go shudder and hide. <laughs> but um, we are super excited. We are. Um, we actually have our dates scheduled. Our very first one coming up is in, at the RTP, in RTP at the Sheraton Imperial on June 6th. Uh, registration will actually open in a, in a little bit more time, a couple mm. more months, April 1st, <laughs> but if folks want to get that date on their radar. And for those listening, um, it is a full day of respite, resolution, and resources for families. So there are breakout sessions. There are things to do to relax yourself. There are a tremendous number of resources of all the different things that you may ever encounter needing as a family caregiver. And there's really a lot of fellowship and, and the ability for folks to come together and just be with other people who are going through the same journey so we are super super excited about that yeah and and it's always an exciting time when the caregiver summits come around and i'm excited that you have the dates listed and folks can keep tuning into aging matters and we'll we'll certainly let you know when registration is open and uh, i know nicole is hard at work getting these uh these conferences ready because uh, a ton of work goes into them but they, they really are such a helpful and tremendous resource resource for people looking for help when it comes to caregiving. Definitely. And, you know, the other thing I'd like to highlight uh, briefly is uh, the grief services that Transitions Life Care offers uh, for the community. whether you have experienced um, a loss and were on Transitions Life Care Services or not, their grief care services are offered to anyone in the community at no charge. So folks can certainly reach out to Transitions Life Care. You know, you may have had a mom or dad or child even that have passed away, somebody living locally or in another state, or you may know somebody that's struggling, um, you know, that you're working with uh, or in your faith-based community. They offer some amazing services to really, really wrap themselves around that family caregiver and and really what they went through. Because one of the things we talk about is when caregiving ends, you're kind of standing there and you're really a shell of who you used to be because that caregiving just took on so much of your life and you really have to reinvent yourself. And there's there's a true hole, not only just for the loss of that individual that you lost, but really just suddenly you have all this time that you never even knew you, knew you had. And so um, they're, they're really great about you know pulling people together and really giving them some assistance and how to kind of turn the page and enter into that next chapter. Yeah, it's a jarring transition. And if you need some assistance, transitionslifecare.org is the website. If you want to get a hold of Guiding Lights, it's guidinglightsnc.org for more information there. We are out of time for today. We hope you'll join us again next Saturday evening at 7 for Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. On behalf of Nicole Cleggett, I'm Jason Kong. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful night. You've been listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. For more information, log on transitionslifecare.org.